freedom Talking black podcast Freedom Freedom over fame Talking black podcast Freedom over Cycle stays the same Talking black podcast Welcome back to Talking Black. We are on episode six. Can y'all believe it? Six. Episode six. Let's go. We a real podcast at this point. We walking through it. Okay. So, yes, welcome back. Please make sure you check out before we talk about some great, great things. We keeping it spicy. We are childhood friends giving you culture conversation and a little bit of comedy especially dealing with this one i am your moderator for today my name is jasmine you can have, find me at i am jasmine gill on instagram and to my left clearly me. clearly to the left sis you on the left anyway she said one through four but it's one through five don't Mm, don't miss yeah. that. Don't miss that episode. We I'm just recorded Courtney. it today, and it's, it's real good. <laughs> I'm Courtney. Life through court ties on Instagram. Yeah, what well, I'm Dante. Uh, Donnie is so fly on IG. And Nicki Minaj. Don't. So do today. Not. So um, we're going to do a little. We're going to do something a little different. I know we normally just kind of jump right in. But number one, I want to know what y'all wearing today. Oh, we doing this first? Oh. I'm wearing me. <laughs> Love Leo Brand. Make black on great again. I'm like, who is me? <laughs> That's what I want to I'm wearing me. No, I'm wearing me. Love Layel brand. Subsidiary. Make black on great again. I will be having hats coming out because we need to make black owned businesses great again. Stop Amen. giving these companies your money. Invest in a black owned business. Yes, ma'am. I am wearing mess in a bottle. My shirt says catch feelings. Catch flights and not feelings. It was a fly. Because we are about to dig into our feelings today, but I'd rather be on a flight. Hey. <laughs> uh, I'm wearing a billionaire boys club again. Uh, and that's about where we at. All right, so giving what the topic is. The topic is gonna be a little a little a little heavy today, little y'all. Sirs. We going we going deep. And, and with the interest of the topic today, how was y'all week? I want to know. I'm checking in with my friends. I'm checking in with my strong friends today. How was y'all week so far? Sore. Sore. Because what you you doing now, friend? I'm trying to get in shape. What you doing now, friend? Trying to get in shape. Okay. This week has been sore. That's all I can say. (laughs) And this man is eating healthy. Mm -hmm. Hey, now. Papas is calling. Oh. Hang on. Two wings and a biscuit. Papas is calling me like R. Kelly to a big kid. Bye. How are you today? Because I'm not I am, him. I am okay. My week started off, uh, but I, 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 I persevered, and I am doing awesome. Okay. 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 How about yourself? I'm, I'm good. I was having a, uh, I'm having a sickle cell crisis today, but you know, I'm here. I'm in it. We, we committed to, to the grind. Yeah. So I'm here. Like they started off. Very, very rough, but I had my boo helping me out, so I'm, I'm as he should. Know. That's the, the, the pandemic <laughs> prince. My pandemic, the pandemic prince. prince. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 remember, I remember that. Yeah, my pandemic prince, okay? Let's, let's move on to the next topic. No, no, sir. So, all right. We about to, y'all ready? Y'all going to be open? Why not? Of course. 
So, one thing I know we have in common, unfortunately, because we are 80s babies, Mm. (laughs) and Mm. the crack epidemic was real. Mm. Mm. Get money. Our fathers weren't in our home. Yeah. And, and, oh my God, and due to drugs, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, how do, I'm going to start with you, Dante. Okay. How was it not having your father in the home? So, for the most part, <clears throat> it wasn't as bad as it sounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom did an excellent job of just making sure that she put, you know, certain people around uh, myself and my sisters growing up so that we um, didn't have that void. Okay. Um, but a lot of times, he, growing up without a father, it was just like a little... Uh, I, would, I guess it made me a little bit envious when I see other people with their dads mm, okay. and stuff like that. So that kind of, like, made me feel a certain way towards other uh, situations, other people. Um, then you have to uh, look at it from a different perspective. Like, because I had my mom around me full time, I was able to learn more things about women uh, mm. growing up, you know, from my aunts and, and all of that. So it helps me. It helped me. In some of my early on relationships and things Shout like that. Shout out to Ma Lisa. You know, hey, so Mom. mom's dope. Um, but then it, it was like a different, took a different turn as I got a little bit older because you did resurface and come back into my life. So then you like, he you, definitely did. you get a little bit jealous because you're like, well, damn, he's here for, you know, my younger sisters. Yeah. At this point, I'm like, you fucking, are the oldest. Yeah, my father was there. not like around for that. But then I don't want to make it seem like it was just all turmoil because it was bits and pieces where he was there, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed that, and I yeah I took the good times from that. But there was mm-hmm. times where he was like null and void, like like the motherfucker just didn't exist, you know. But uh, bringing it full circle, uh, we don't have the greatest relationship now, but I think we have a really good under understanding of where we are. Uh, I love my father, mm-hmm. and I have forgiven him, you know. So we we, we talk, we laugh, we joke. Because I haven't seen it. You know what I saw the last time I was around? Your dad was around? What was the indirect shade? Because what, what y'all not going to do what, what is be I surface do? level with me. Because the last time I was at your, uh, your sister's house, uh-huh. dad came in. Yeah. And mind you, I've known this man since I was 15 years old. Yes. So dad came in. You talked to that man like he was a nigga on the street. So that's that's the funny thing <laughs> that, about it. He told that man like a nigga on the street. I was like, no, no, are y'all no. cool Like, what's going on? So this is our, this is our relationship. He it's, head nodded that man. We are, that's just how we communicate. It is very aggressive. We joke, <laughs> very aggressive. We joke and we laugh. And from the outside looking in, it can seem like it's offensive. Very aggressive. But honestly, it's not. Like, that's, that's my guy. Like, for real. <laughs> because I couldn't tell that day. Hey, sometimes you're not. Uh, he came in, I, I shot a real joke, boom. Bitch, I hope you're ready. You know, and <laughs> that's just how that's how we move and how we stickle. Oh you know, my god! But that's just how it is, and it may be a coping mechanism, you yeah, know, something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. But overall, I'm in a good place. Okay. And it's not something that affects me it. on a on a daily basis that that would make me say, you know, well, fuck him, because for a long time it was fuck him, you know. But Absolutely. growing up, and you know, just you no, know, a lot of people don't have their dads, and the fact that he's still you know, here, and he's doing better, and um, he wants to be around, it's cool. So you don't think overall it has affected you or shaped the man you are right now? It has shaped the man I am t- today. How so? Because uh, looking at certain situations, 
I didn't want to. I sometimes I, I still have the thought. Of, I just don't want to have kids. I don't want to have risk that thought of me saying I'm going to walk out or mm, me being to the point where I want to uh, say uh, I want to be overly fathered to the children. You know, so yeah, those those are certain things that I, I wrestle with personally. So yeah, that's can we touch weird. on that real quick? Sure. You said so. I never knew this about you. Mm-hmm. So you said because of your father, you think about not having kids. Yeah. But although you would be a great dad. Thank you. I appreciate that. But, uh, yeah, it's just some sometimes that that's something that would just, you know, plague me. I get bit. it. Mm, but, I, I mean, it. like I said, it's just something that I had to deal with, and sometimes I still deal with today. So are you going to therapy at all? No. I just, I just haven't. <clears throat> Not Do saying you that choose not to? I choose not to, but it's not something that it's out of, out of you know, the future. Or, or okay. It's not out of control. Okay. It's not something that I wouldn't go talk to someone about. Uh, I'm beyond the taboo of black people in therapy. Okay. You know, so okay. I talk to my sister a lot. She's like my, Which my one? free therapist. Which one? Ash or Jay? Actually, that's my Okay, she's my a good go-to. soundboard. She, yeah, she, she's a, come soundboard. on, Ash. She, she's uh, a good Shout soundboard. out to Jasmine. You know, she, she's good not, information, not too. Not saying anything on you, Jay. That's my, Love that's you, Jay. my shoot them up. Not my shoe. Nah, Jay's a real one. <laughs> I rock with Jay. I rock, I mean, I've been in y'all. I feel like we family at this point. We've known each other for so long, even Courtney. Like, her kids, my kids. Yeah. So, um, with that being said, Courtney, Lene. Ooh, not, not. Jasmine not. Monique is showing off. What are, Courtney, what are we saying? <laughs> Courtney, Lene. What are we saying? So, you're next. Am I? Okay. The same question. How has the lack of a father in the home affected you? Um, I think it, it, at one point I said it didn't affect me. I was like, I'm not affected. I don't care. But it, it absolutely did affect me. My, you know, my dad and mom separated when I was four. Mm. Um, I saw him once when I was 14, and I haven't seen him since. So literally I, what I can remember is four, 14 and I haven't spoken with him since 2017. I was about to say, because you did say the other day he reached out. He like, had, not too long ago. Yeah, no, that was, yeah, 2017 was the oh, last okay. time I, I've actually talked to him on the phone. No, he reached out to my brother. And then That's what was. His number. And, then, what and then changed his number, which, which is why I don't need to communicate with him. But I definitely, it definitely affected me. And I, and I definitely remember my mother and my grandmother, you know, trying to make sure that, I had enough love poured into me mm-hmm. to not have to, you know, realize that, you know, my dad was gone. And, you know, my uncles, my cousins, they were always around. And, um, you know, me not knowing what the reason was, it kind of, you know, it bothered me. Why is my dad not around? Yeah. And as I got older and, they, you know, they finally told me what it was. Oh, okay. You know, my mother didn't want me in that environment and I understand. What age was that when they had that real conversation with Ooh. you? I was probably in middle school. Okay. I was probably in middle school. So do you think that not having a father in the home has affected your relationship with men? Well, t- well, I can't say I didn't have a father in the home because my mother met my stepfather when I was 11. They got married when I was 14. Was he active? So he was, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. With absolutely. you? Because yeah. I know he was active. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He was active. Because, I mean, Christian didn't come along until I was 16. So oh, he was okay. there from 11 okay. until... Then so and of course me being a teenage girl, I don't, yeah. I don't care about him or him. I don't need him around. But yeah. 
He didn't care about me or my little attitude. He was definitely absolutely there for me and the up. best father figure that I ever had in my life. Um, so I did have from 11 on, I had a father figure in my life and I thank God every day for him. But before that, it did bother me when the, you know, the kids, dads would pick them up from school mm-hmm. or, you know, field trips and stuff. Um, Cause to this day, I don't recognize father's day. I don't even, I don't even know what that day is. So I get it. I recognize it for, you know, my kids. I don't have and, kids yet. And, and, yeah, <coughs> so I, I get it. I get it. But it definitely did probably shape how I how I looked at men and what I looked for in a man, and it mm, probably okay. it did uh, lead to some bad decisions. But yeah, <laughs> and it happens. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it happens. Mm-hmm. So Jay, what about you in your situation? Hmm. So again, I was four. When my mother decided to leave my, huh, I'm going to be nice. Donor. She always told me to be nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I was four when she decided to leave that environment, Red Hook Projects. That's where it was at with my, with my father. And unfortunately, my mother was um, a very young homeless mother. So that very much played a part into her whole situation. Um, even though she was born in a well-to-do Jamaican home, mm-hmm. you know, things happen, but, um, sticking on topic with my father, um, yeah, she left at four, she left when I was four, I kept asking for him, and my mother was one of the women that did not speak illy of that man ever, mm-hmm. yeah, she same. could have said a same. lot, same. like, now that I'm an adult, she definitely could have said a lot, and she chose not to, same, um, so I will, I do commend her for that because I say all the bad things for her. But, <laughs> but um, so I was asking for him. So she decided to, you know, reach out and say, hey, you know, your daughter's asking for you, blah, blah, blah. So I think I was about 12. That man couldn't even look me in my eye. As we're sitting across the table trying to have a conversation. We exchanged numbers. He gave me, you know, he was out of jail again, living with his mother. So he gave me his mother's information. I called. She was nasty. Decided never to reach out again. So, but I recognized from that point on, I never asked for him again. I just was kind of like you, jealous of when people, you know, had their dads Mm -hmm. around. But however, my godfather was a very influential man in my life. Mm -hmm. And I thank him to this day. Like, may he rest in peace. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, he, he, he stepped in as a father. So, I... Oh, I wish he was here to walk me down the aisle one day because that would be that man. But as far as relationships, yeah. I I tried so hard to be like, no, I don't have daddy issues. Because I've yes. seen girls with the daddy issues, yes. right? We've seen the girls who really have the daddy issues and how it mm-hmm. kind of like beams mm-hmm. out of them and how they make horrible decisions. So I vowed never to be that girl. And I fought it so hard. But it reared its ugly head. When you're in a really good, healthy relationship, baby, be prepared to have that mirror mm-hmm. <laughs> turned on to you. So mm-hmm. that's when I had to deal with I had to deal with my shit. Mm-hmm. I had to deal with my daddy issues. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized daddy issues comes in all different forms. Yep. All different forms. And in waves. And in waves. 
So, whew. so because of our background, dealing with now, we all have some dope, dope mothers that just picked up the slack, made sure we each had <clears throat> men in our lives to pick up for the lack thereof yes. and did the best that they can with their circumstances um, and pulled themselves from the bootstraps. So with the upbringing that we had, do you feel like you're genuinely a good person, Courtney? Absolutely. Absolutely. I I would give you the shirt off my back if you needed it. I, I'm not going to say I'm a perfect person. We're all flawed. But at the end of the day, I can rest. I can sleep peacefully knowing that I am genuinely a good person and I genuinely try to do the right things. Now, someone might not feel that way about me, but I feel that. Raggedy Dante Anderson. <laughs> and I'm going to call you Raggedy. Check episode, um, talking to the mic, my brother. Check episode um, five out to see how raggedy he was. Raggedy. Um, raggedy. Genuinely, yes, I am a good person, but <laughs> <laughs> I do have thoughts. <laughs> and you share those thoughts. I share those Very thoughts openly. most of the time, but for the most part, yes, I'm genuinely a good person. Uh, I try to do good <laughs> by people. Um, well invested in my community. I give back. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I'm just a good person. I usually don't do anything, like, malicious towards mm. people. I do like to talk about people. Oh, okay. You know, so that is. Because <laughs> you hurt, you made is, some people cry. Wow, that's a vice of mine. But uh, it's all out of love. <laughs> I will talk about you and then talk about the person that laughs while they talk, you know. So for the most part, yes, I'm a genuinely good person. Now, to the person sitting to the left of me, Really not genuinely a good person, but <laughs> who's about to say that they are? You can also You're look hilarious. at episode number five and watch how You're she hilarious. just tore down a black woman who definitely deserved if to be on a list. If you don't, if you don't, if you're not talking about that this episode, I am wholeheartedly disgusted. I'm disgusted at you as well, my that brother. She would say the things. That she said about another beautiful Anyways. black woman. But I digress. Jasmine Monique. <laughs> the fact that you're sticking with this middle name, it is beyond me. For the record, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, my middle name is not Monique. Clearly it's Monique. <laughs> so. <are> the- <laughs> Clearly it's Monique. <laughs> I'm not going to even give you a lot of energy today. <laughs> Oh, I'm a, I'm a oh exactly you mad man from I'm, episode five. I'm just my you didn't hurt this exactly man feelings. what the fuck it is. Karma is a bitch. And we're going to be exactly where we are. Karma Jasmine Monique Gill, are you genuinely a good person? I am. And I think people take advantage of that sometimes because wow, that it, is true. It, it was the pandemic that showed me I'm running here, there, everywhere for everyone else and not putting myself first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to this birthday party. And this, I'm telling y'all this right now. I'm going to have to look into the mic for that. For every person's baby shower, bridal shower, mm. oh, my babies, one, two, three, four, five, six, eleven. Um, I'm married three, four times. I'm a bridesmaid. When it's my turn, mm. y'all better show up and show out. You heard that? I mean, show up. I'm the flower girl, up. so y'all already know. Not 
the f- I'm, how about a bridesmaid? I'm, no, I want to throw flowers. I want to. I'm da- playing. I want to. Nothing but motherfucking Nicki Minaj songs all through the fucking Cut his mic off. I'm not fucking playing words. Cut his mic off. Pills and potions, bitch. Oh, not pill. Straight done. to it. Straight to not pills and I'm because not because I'm over no the fucking back that Nicki Minaj was not put in the fucking top four. Is this episode six or episode five? I'm, I'm confused. I'm sorry. I'm gonna get back to what we I'm are. confused. What a because <laughs> what I'm not Next. going to do is this with Dante today. I'm very attitude new today. So we gonna add it to no. Yeah, because I had an attitude with you last episode, so you have a right to be in your feelings. That's be fine. in your feelings. Mm. I'm, I'm so but guess who's, guess who's not on Mount Rushmore? Mm. Nicki Minaj. That hoe. It's because she's a monster. <laughs> anyway. So, let's get into <laughs> double standards. <laughs> There's so many. Because there, there are, so, are many. so many. So, I'm going to throw it to you, Dante, since, you know, you're still in your feelings. You're still you a little raw. you still a little raw. <laughs> So let's talk about double standards for females. Cause you talk about bad bitch from Sri Lanka. <laughs> so But people love to count mouths on women. They do. So I think overall, overall, mm. women can do whatever they want to do. Men can do whatever they want to do. If you want to be promiscuous, bust it down if you on want to be promiscuous. Then just be promiscuous, but understand that while being promiscuous, it's going to come with a certain level of attention. Same thing with God. You can be promiscuous, understand that it comes with a certain level of attention. Now, whether that attention is equal or not, that's the issue. But if a woman is out here doing her thing, no fucking off, sleeping with whomever, then that's her thing. She's having her pleasure party. Same thing with a dude. If he's out here fucking off and doing what he's doing, have his own pleasure party. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, yes, both are hoes. But in society, it doesn't see it that way. That's yeah, the I, I mean, it's a, both are hoes. I mean, if male hoe is going to be a woman hoe, I'm going to call it even across the board. That's, how, that's just how I see it. But it's much easier for a guy to be a hoe than it is for a woman to be a hoe because that's of society. the way society views it. Because you guys have a treasure pot, and we're supposed to work for that. But if you're giving out a everybody the fucking coins, pack. then it's like, why am I going to you know, work harder than the next guy who got it just because he said hello? So, <laughs> so I mean, like if it's a treasure, mm-hmm. we're supposed to find the map and hunt it down. So what do you're y'all You're not supposed have to walk then? around with the map on your chest. Oh. So what do y'all, if we have a treasure pot, what what do y'all have? We have the key to the treasure box. But we have to find out where the fucking box is at. I mean, because men are natural hunters. Walking around with the fucking map on your chest, we're going to get the fucking treasure. Make us work for it. Hide it a little bit. So I feel like that's twofold. Mm. So yeah, I know. I feel like that's twofold Mm. in a sense because in a way, as a woman, I should be able to go to go out See a, a nice guy across the room. And for real, for real, Cyber, mm-hmm. for real, for real, we decide. When we see a guy, we know we're going to put him in the friend zone. We're going we gonna to mm-hmm. bang him. Or, yeah, he 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 might be, all right, let's see. I, I like him a little bit. Let me, yeah. So if I see a guy and I want to have a one-night stand, that's what I choose. Yeah, I agree. That's what I choose. 
Now, if I didn't want to make you work for it, that's what I choose. I'm not saying that there's not women out here that won't give it up for a bag of Skittles. I'm talking about some high value, like y'all want to call it, y'all men want to call it us modern day women. Mm -hmm. Our modern day Mm -hmm. women. I know our engineer is stewing and I love it because he can't say anything. (laughs) (laughs) But y'all could check him out on Straight Talk No Chase. He ain't going to be on this show today. We got to get him on though one day. Wes, we'll get you on. We'll get you on. But let's be real. We ain't talking about those gutter, gutter, I'm going to throw your McDonald's in the street. You can't give it to my son, women. Let's talk about the, us real women. Mm-hmm. We have the right to choose. We should not be able to call home. Because let's, let's be clear, I'm still going to make you a bomb-ass home. Whatever you give me, I'm going to double. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be a king. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. fine. But if every person isn't acting that way. And I agree. That's why I said so I know I, there's some women that will give it away for a bag of Skittles. Yeah. I get that. Mm-hmm. And I know so ladies. And there's some dudes out here that'll give it away that quickly. Of course too. they will. But I mean I got a two two today that I'll be like, hey, what up? According to Kevin Samuels, I'm not deserving of a high value man because I have three kids and I'm divorced. Like, I don't I'm not feeling that. Mm-hmm. Like, why is that a disqualification? And I don't think it should be. I don't think it's a disqualification. But let, but let, let, it just uh, puts what's his you, name? It puts that's you in a, in a That's what I said. That's what I just said. It puts you in a different category of what, of what guys are looking for, ideally. That's all That's all Kevin Samuels was saying. He. Come on, King. Don't choke on the word. He was hitting on some things, right? I will give him that. He was hitting he on was. some things. He was. Certain points. But some people put me on to him. One just, of the engineers and my boo put me on to Kevin. I listened to some, <clears throat> and I do agree. But he just. I do. He expressed them in a very. Harsh, ratchet-ass way. Straightforward way. It was <coughs> ratchet. Just because he wasn't in a suit did not make it any the more terrible. The suit don't make the man. Terrible. The suit don't make the man. Yeah, but, but, I, but, but let's touch on what Courtney said, because I think that is in there that is a double standard. Because she has three kids and she's divorced, why doesn't that make her a high-value woman? Some people, a lot of guys just don't want to deal with another man's problems. Like you walking into that situation, but we're sometimes. expected to, to take care of you, you, you and your baby you, mama kids. That's because women are more nurturing; and they're more willing to do that. But y'all are also hunters and gatherers. So why would you not hunt and gather for her family that is now turned into your family? It could, sometimes I'm not, and this is not me. This Speak is not the me, truth, King. But a lot of times it's just because like they don't want to deal with that. Mm-hmm. You know, kids from another person brings another person into the relationship. And they don't want to deal with that shit. But I'm gonna tell you this right now. Mm-hmm. I have first off, wait, pause, pause. Oh, I don't like the lip. The animosity it went towards you. Mommy, I'm sorry, it went towards. Relax. You. First of all, okay. look, Anderson. <laughs> Not love Anderson. So I have, I have made a conscious choice to say I don't want to date men with kids because I have dated a man, a couple of guys with kids, and it was ratchet. Because, number one, if I see you not taking care of your children, I have a problem. Problem. Mm-hmm. So, ladies, please don't cry in your suit because when you got to see what that man was like with his kids and now you mad because he ain't showing up for your kids, the signs was there. Mm-hmm. I do not play. I will question you. Why you ain't get your son this weekend? Mm-hmm. Why didn't you do X, Y, and Z? Because I want to know what type of man you are because mm-hmm. though these are telltale signs. And what you're not going to do is sit here and say, well, I'm going to do it for your kid, but you ain't going to do it for that lady's kid? That's mm-hmm. trifling. Yeah, and some mm-hmm. trifling fuck boys out here. It's just, just as much as you want to sit here and say someone's not 
a high value woman. There's some fuck boys out well, here. I never said that they weren't a high value woman because you could still be a high a high value woman with with children. Look at what's the joint that who's married to um Steve Harvey. Lori Harvey? Yeah, no, she, she, that's his oh, daughter. Marjorie. Yeah. Marjorie Harvey had a slew of motherfucking kids. Excuse my language. And I'm Steve sorry. gave wow. them his and last Steve name. Steve gave them. That's a man that said, hey, I value this woman. I want to turn my home, open my home to her home. I mean, all I think, Marjorie, what it, what it feels like to me, it sounds like to me, Marjorie was swallowing. But that's another discussion for another day. Um... But the double standard. She was doing what, what, what needed to be done for a woman that wants to get married, keep her she man, was, no, and, and b- combine a, a family. She was used to a certain lifestyle. Yes, she, she was. She was dating a drug lord, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And she just, she moved from money man to money man to another money man. So she, you trying to say she a gold digger and she found Steve Harvey. Evidently she is. If the track record says you're a gold digger, then you're a fucking gold digger. I mean, it is what it is. She was accustomed to fucking with niggas in a certain tax bracket. So whose fault is that? Hers or no, Steve's? No, I did not say it was hers. Because Steve wiped her. He did wipe her. And he gave his last name to all of her kids. That's some simp shit. I don't think it but, is. Wow. I don't think it is. How is that some How wow. is that some uh, that's, that's a, that's a that, See, we want to stay on this issue for a long time because of this. So we have to move. But with the double standards, I just think that this is it's, different, it's different shit. That guys can maneuver through and through the double standard realm, and women can maneuver through the double I'm standard realm. Because go ahead. it's like, like, it's like, like in in the in the in the world of sexuality, women can maneuver much smoother cross the line than a man can. Absolutely, because if, if you come to me and say that you it, dibble and dabble, exactly, exactly. See, right you're going to dibble and dabble that, right out of my that, face. That, that is what we're talking about when we come to the period. maneuvering. A woman can sleep with multiple dudes, and a man can sleep with multiple dudes. Dude can be looked at as, I mean, multiple women, and can be looked at as, oh, he get all the bitches. But she's labeled as a whore. A hoe. Exactly. But if a woman sleeps with a woman, she's labeled as curious, regardless of how many times she did it, or she was just experimenting. But if a guy steps across and sleeps with another guy, even if it's something... If he's bi. Yeah, even if he's bisexual, uh-huh. then he's fucking gay. There's no in-between, nothing else into it. So... I agree. I'm the double standard yeah. shit, is just, it's always been that way. Why? I have no fucking clue. But it is what it is. Because if we tell somebody, if you go out here and you smoke weed, right, one time, then you're not a weed head. You just try weed. But if a guy sucks dick, like Tyson. said, one time, that guy's gay. And I, I I agree. If he sucks dick one time, then he's gay. So, I think it is a matter of preference because his wife doesn't have an issue with the fact that he got down with the get down. Now, you come to me and, and we're having this open and honest conversation. Mm-hmm. I say, I t- I'm not even going to put this on my relationship because I'm not, he would cuss me out. If I was dating a guy, he he I can't even speak. This is how I couldn't. I'm sorry, I just couldn't do it. Like if you, exactly. if you I, just I said, it. "Hey, yeah," in college, I did X, Y, and Z. I'm gonna have to like. Um, you gonna pause a minute? I'm a, I'm a good like Molly. Like Molly didn't on uh, what's EC Ray show? Insecure. Yeah, yeah, yeah insecure yeah. when the dude told <laughs> he told Molly like, "Yeah, I was, you know, I kind of mess with dudes," and she kind of backed off. I'm sorry, even though he was fine. I will have to re- I will have to think about it yep. because I cannot compete with a man's sweaty back. 
So, so new fucking topic. It's it's different. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and move on because (laughs) that just fucked me up. I don't. Jasmine is talking about backs. I'm sorry. If you're talking about backs, oh, Nicki Minaj could have carried that fucking four people on her back so because Courtney she Lene. deserved to be on Can that you fucking mountain. My whole name. She deserved. Right? I don't give a fuck what y'all say. I'm just going to ignore him like he's not even here. Okay. Shit. So we're going to go to the next topic, which yes. Dante should be forgiven. <laughs> should gonna- he? <laughs> Should he? He should be forgiven. Or at least we're going to try. Okay. So let's talk about forgiveness. It's, it's, can you forgive and have you done it? I can and I have. Oh, give me examples. <laughs> you already know. Okay. Well, let's see what happened. You're going to be forgiven for Nicki Minaj is what you're going to be forgiven oh for. God. She had a bad bitch that came from Sri Lanka. I couldn't I can't hold, say it. I couldn't hold on to that anger and that pain and live my life the way I wanted to live my life. Mm. So it took me. You having, are you referring who? What are you referring to? I know what you're referring oh my, to. My my ex husband. Okay. If you guys didn't know. Um, so it took me having to really reach deep down inside of myself to to let it go. Like he's never going to be truly sorry for what he did. And I have to let that go. Like, I can't expect mm. to to really receive a God-honest, soulful apology. So, not to cut you off, right, but, mm-hmm. but to cut you off. I think that's a problem that a lot of people have with forgiveness. Expecting We're going the, out um, to forgive that person because we want that person to, you know, say I'm sorry. But mm-hmm. the forgiveness isn't for that person. It's for yourself. It's for yourself. It's for yourself. So Absolutely. I can understand how you wrestle with that yeah. for some time. But yeah. long as it, I think what forgiveness is, we have to realize that forgiveness is something that it's a process. It's just not like something that's going to click. You're going to have to oh, work through yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. And I that's why I said I couldn't live the life that I wanted to live holding on to that or expecting it to ever come. Yeah. So you have to you have to forgive that person even if they're never going to be sorry. It it just has to happen. Like as if it's going to eat you up. And I agree with you in a sense of there are. So unfortunately, I let's say I know a situation where the female told me that she went to her ex and said, "Yeah, girl, I told him he owes me an apology." Oh yeah, no. First of all, that's not going to happen. Heal yourself. Right. Because no one owes you anything. Even if you think they owe you, if I did you dirty and I come back around and say, oh, yes, sis, I'm sorry. What is the sorry really going to do for you? Nothing. What you did actually caused more damage than the sorry. So let's work on just healing ourselves. Fuck a sorry. Give me reparations. Like, give me my 40 yeah, acres. So I love the fact that you said, hey, hey, I cannot hold on to this hurt. This is going to be damaging to me. Exactly. This is going to be damaging to my mm-hmm. children. Mm-hmm. And I just need to live and let die and move the hell on. Absolutely. I love that for you. Thank you, girl. Because it's some it's some bitter people out here that's really holding on to some hurt and some relationships. And it's like, no, that person don't owe you. Like, you had them in that space and time. Let's move forward. Not only in relationships, just in life in general. Th- yes, I would say that too you because I had to forgive some friends. I let go a couple friends. I'm good on you. Mm-hmm. You're still on my wall, but I'm good on you. Mm-hmm. 
I'm good mm. on you, and I forgive you, mm. and I love you, but I'm good on you. Well, you so, know, you know, I had to let some friends go too. You know, so yeah. it is what it is. I mean, we grow. I feel like love and energy is fluid, so I'm not about to hold on that to nothing is that doesn't serve me. So, Dante, can you and have you forgive? Yes, forgiven. I, I, I forgave, and I can forgive. It's not easy. It's not. At all. It's not easy, but it, it's like I said. It's a process. I'm. It's nine times out of ten, that person said, "I forgive you." It has not taken place at that moment. No. Yeah. It usually takes yeah. some time. Absolutely. So if you, you go through something with a person and they say they forgive you, give them some time. Give, give them, them some space. space. Give them and space. Let them, and grace. Let them go through what they have to go through. And everything ain't going to be smooth or like it used to be, you know. They're going to say some shit because you have those pits. You have those ups and downs. Mm-hmm. You'll forgive a person one day and you may wake up and you may be like, man, no, fuck that. I remember what that motherfucker did. And it, it just spirals out of control all mm-hmm. over again. But that comes with maturity. That comes with time. That comes with, yeah, I just literally have to let this shit go because it really hurt me. Yeah. You know, and that's another part of forgiveness, accepting the fact that, yes, somebody hurt you. You yeah. let your guard down. You allowed mm-hmm. somebody Facts. to get you. So you were sweet in a moment. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that's the hardest thing. We had to forgive ourselves. Right. And then we get to that point. We're like, all right. Once I forgive myself, I can move past that. Right. All yeah. the other shit didn't really matter. Absolutely. So I agree. It just takes a little bit of time. And that's what that's why I said, like, what is an apology gonna do for you? And I'm speaking out of, you know, personal experience. Like, I was with someone for 10, 10 years, right? And we end up having a conversation and he's like apologizing to me, like, yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty, if I would have known, blah, 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 blah. And I sat there and looked him dead in the face, your apology does nothing. We still are where we are. We're still broken up. You still did what you did. I did what I did. It's done, like it's done at this point. What your apology just means nothing because now I have to heal from you. Right. Mm-hmm. I have to heal from the things that you have done. I have to take accountability for my actions in this relationship. That's another thing that I don't think we do. I we see. can sit here and point the finger and say that person did this, this, and this, and this. But we also played a part. That lack of accountability we also played a part. Yeah, so we have to take accountability for our mm-hmm. actions, even if it's like, oh, will you allow that person to walk over you? That's still an action that you took. You still allowed that person to play with your emotions, like you said. You let your guard down out in love. But let's be real. We was talking about the um, or that was last episode about you know going back to toxic relationships. Mm-hmm. We still allowed the behavior. We still allow the fuck boy to be in our lives. Right. So. So at the end of the day, you always have a choice. You have a choice to leave. Anyone says you always have a choice. Have a choice to leave. Whether so. the choices are choice from good and bad yeah. or choice from bad to worse, still a choice. Still a choice. You always have a choice. Absolutely. So, ooh, I know this is about to be a little, a little maybe it's a little deep for me because it's, it's just it's happening. So I'm going to go first. Okay. So the topic is death. Mm. It's very real. It's very scary. Mm-hmm. So... I have been fortunate enough that no one in my immediate circle or family I've had to deal with death, right? Mm-hmm. However, my uncle passed away on my birthday. And his funeral was today. And it got me thinking. Mm-hmm. This was a man. So I have four uncles. Y'all probably only know of the one. 
right? Mm-hmm. Y'all didn't even know I had four. No, uncles. I didn't. I'm sitting like, ooh. So I, out of the four, I really know three of them. And out of the three, I really only talked to the one. So the one that passed away, I really didn't know like that. I know the other two that live in New York. The three live in New York. This uncle that passed, it made me realize, like, while I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, my God, that I have more family than I know mm-hmm. or that I claim or that my family chooses to claim. We all have our family issues or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I guess my point to just watching it today or, you know, going to the funeral or whatever, it was like, Here's this man who had a whole life who literally is my blood uncle. I know hardly nothing about. Mm-hmm. And it kind of saddened me because it's like we let so much crap. We let so much crap get in the way of really being there for people. Mm-hmm. Or really not. Now, you have toxic family members, you have toxic toxic family members, and yes, you have to cut them. But there are some really petty things that you could let go to be an active member of your family. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, we're talking about forgiveness. I think that if it's some old things that can be forgiven, let's forgive so we can be family, so we can be friends, and let's move yes. forward. Sometimes it ain't worth it, and that's what, that's what got me thinking today. It literally changed my mind. It's like I'm letting little things, oh, she did this, so I'm not talking to her. Nah, like what? Mm-hmm. If it's petty stuff, like I'd rather let it go. If it's not going to matter five years from now, I'm going to let it go. Mm-hmm. Because that's preventing me from knowing he has two kids. Those are my cousins. Mm-hmm. His His son has kids. Like both his kids have kids. So you know what I'm saying? Like... That's family right there. Right. That they may need me and I may need them. But we have this whole big thing that's in our family that happened 30 years ago that's affecting what's going on or affecting or stopping us from being a bigger family than we are. Wow. So how have <clears throat> I know for you. Yeah, I know. I'm so, <laughs> I'm going to pass it to you only because. Mm, what you passing? <laughs> How has death or death in your family, like, shaped your thought mm-hmm. process? Man, I, I've, I've lost a lot of family members. So, um, the most hard, of course, being my mom. But, yeah. you know, I lost my grandmother in 99. Uh, my stepfather passed in 07. And then my mom, my aunt, in the same but year, maybe two three months after my mother, mm-hmm. and then my uncle two years after that. So <laughs> death has played a major part in my life, and it's, it, it, it's caused me to, you know, grow up a little bit faster than I expected because yeah. I had to take on guardianship of my youngest brother because he had lost both of his parents. at Yeah, by, he was 11 mm-hmm. when my mother passed, so I became his legal guardian, and I was – yeah. With a five-year-old living in a two-bedroom apartment, like, making maybe $12 an hour. So, it, it definitely made me become an, an adult adult, as we say. Mm-hmm. An adulterer. <laughs> an adulterer adult. Mm-hmm. Um, and just dealing with <clears throat> 
so much of it at a, at the, at a, in a short period of time. Yeah. Oh Lord, um, it was tough. It definitely was tough. So I get that from both of your perspectives, but when we were talking and we were going through the topics, I kind of meant this question to be formulated a different way. Oh, speak so on it. I, I wanted us to speak from the perspective of looking at ourselves as being, you know. Dead? No. <laughs> approaching that. Not because dead. Because any, oh. time, I mean, whether we want to look at it realistically or not, every day we're dying. We are. Yeah. All right, and so. We, and one day we will. You know, and it, it's a journey that, unfortunately, we have to go through. Everyone has to go through it on their own. So I just wanted to know when I asked that, you know, death, yes, it's real. And is it scary? Mm-hmm. Were you like, I want to say in a sense, afraid of that process? So personally, younger, terrified. Yeah. Didn't want to think about it. Mm. Just didn't even, you know, think. I mean, being that young, you believe that you're invincible. I mean, even when you see, like, friends that you grew up with that pass or that are murdered or stuff like that. For that moment, you understand that, yes, this can happen. Mm-hmm. But once you step out of that, you're back to that same process, that same thought. Man, I have forever. You know, so looking at mm. a couple of different so things. That, okay, that does change. Yeah, so looking at a diff- different things, like I'm not, I'm not afraid to die. Am I ready? Absolutely not. Um. I, don't, I just don't feel like I'm finished with whatever, you know, I'm here to do. I don't think that that has been accomplished yet. And I'm still working towards that. I'm working in that purpose. But uh, I'm more so curious about it. Because you see different things and you hear, you know, well, you have things that come from the religious side mm-hmm. of it. You have things that come from the spiritual side of, mm-hmm. side of it. And I have a great personal relationship, but uh, I question a lot of things. And a lot of people say, well, no, that's so wrong. You're not supposed to question God. You're not supposed to question those things. And my thing is, because a lot of times growing up, you what know, are being you Baptist, questioning? Are you questioning? Like the afterlife in, in itself, the whole thing, you know, and people say, well, you're not supposed to question it. But I said, no, that's that can't be true because if. He made us, and mm-hmm. he is in us, and that spirit is in us, then he knows that we're going to question it. He knows that we're going to question certain things, mm-hmm. even though they say that you're not supposed to. You're supposed to just trust. Now, that's bullshit. Mm. Oh, I definitely you know, I, I want to know, and that's just a curious thing. I, mean, I want to know what, it, what, what what's on that side. Not saying that I'm rushing to get there. I was there, about to say, I'm not trying to but go no, no what's on soon. that side? Like, and, you know, it's unfortunate nobody has went and came back. Well, some people say they have. Yeah, but see, I don't know some people say how much have. weight that actually right. holds. Right. I mean, being their dad, like, so five years ago was 2017, right? Mm-hmm. I almost died. And I'm going to tell you this right now. It gives you perspective. Mm-hmm. I didn't, like, I was in the ICU. Like, a normal person's blood count, especially women, it ranges from like 12, right? Mine was down to two, which means my organs and everything was about to shut down. Mm. So I'm in the hospital for two weeks. I'm also like after that, another 30 days um, home. 
And though that two week span of being in the ICU and really being near depth to seeing people scrambling around, my mom is crying. My mom was more mad for me, like, well, where are your friends? Where are this person, this person, this person? And where's that person? And call them. I'm holding on. I don't care where anyone is. What I'm worried about is me getting my mind. People don't realize when you are not in the right frame of mind, it can really destroy your health. Because I've been in a space, in that space where mentally I was good, you know, and then my my mental health took a turn for the worse, and then my health ended up taking a turn for the worse while mm-hmm. I was in that two-week span in the hospital. Mm-hmm. So it really changed my whole thought process of I'm not holding on to dumb stuff no more. Life yep. is too short. And I had a conversation with all my friends after I was healthy and whole to say, hey, it did bother me that you was not there, mm-hmm. but I forgive you. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, they had their own lives. They had their own things going on. And I was worried about getting being healthy. And I was celebrating the people that actually were there. So that near-death experience definitely did change my life. As for trying to see what's on the other side, I'm good when he, <laughs> call, when he calls me onto the Lord like this bright-ass light. So I'm good. What do you think on the other side? I don't know. It could be the end of life. It could be, like, spiritually. Yeah, the start of a new life. I, I don't honestly know. honestly don't believe that this is it. I don't believe that. We die and it's it's just over. I'm good with you yeah. in this one life. I'm, I'm I'm just saying I don't. I'm just saying. Let me tell you something. If I die, <laughs> we come back. I will find you and fuck with you. I know you will. That's what I said. Sherwood. Sure I know. Yeah, I know you will. The thing sure is, would. I just don't think that it's. I don't think that this is it. I think the energy, mm-hmm. our spirits, just move on, man. Mm-hmm. We we become something even even greater. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I I, I, I honestly do. I don't know if I. Say I don't know if I'm gonna say like there is no heaven, there is no, no hell, but I do. I feel like whatever you believe in, your mind is going to create that mm-hmm. for you. I agree on that on that next plane. I agree. You know what I'm saying, and I I think that you'll go through that until you realize that. Hey, get the hell up out of that. Mm. Get back to what you know you yeah. were created for, mm-hmm. and then we just play this game. All over again. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just how I feel about it. Nah, that's, it's, it's good convo, good convo. So, final thought. Yeah, that was the last topic. This was a short episode today. Oh. I mean, we got we got deep enough. You don't want to go deep for, like, hours. That's true. You wanna, I know you know. it was there already. <laughs> I know it was there already. Um, final thoughts. Growing up with the uh, without a father definitely did shape me, and uh, I'm kind of I'm glad that he wasn't present because my life could have no. <laughs> so no, saying, I agree. Yeah, my, my life, life would have been totally t- different. Took a totally different turn I because agree. even to this day, as far as I know, he's still not fully off of drugs. Like still in and out of rehab, sixty something years old. So I feel like mm. that that probably would have changed my life and not for the better. Um. What is it? Double standards, blah, blah, blah. I'm over it. If you like me, you like me. If you don't, you don't. <laughs> don't matter what I come with. Um, death, it's inevitable. It's coming. Um, live. Live. Absolutely. And that's what I'm doing because I, I didn't get a chance to say, but I did. When my grandmother died, I feared it. I was like, oh, no. I, like, because she was sick and I, and I watched it happen. 
It's so, a rough thing to yeah. watch. Uh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. And I'm like, going through that now. The, the last time I saw her, the last we left the hospital, and before we got home, she was gone. Mm. My uncle called as we were walking in the door. So <clears throat> I did fear death. I don't fear it now. I, like I said, I'm not in a rush yeah. for it to come when it comes. I was on me. Don't you, girl? So, um, I went to therapy. I said, go to therapy. My father was not in the home. And, you know, and have conversations with your parents, y'all, because I just, as an adult, I was able to sit down and have conversations with my mom, like, why did you choose him? Because choosing him changed, you know? That's why I actually had that conversation with my mother. And it, but wasn't it enlightening? It was something. It, it, it was a deep conversation. Mm. I like those deep conversations because I don't want to sit here and harvest no feelings towards you. My mm -hmm. mom did a bang-up job, pulled mm -hmm. herself from her bootstraps. So, yeah. Shut up, Miss Gail. What up, Mom? Hey. Um, but anywho, like, sticking on topic, like, I, I definitely end up going to therapy because I realized, okay, my daddy is just showing up in a different way. I didn't realize. So... Yeah, double standards, they're out there, you know. <laughs> break every chain. Um, <laughs> so as far as, like, death, we just we touched on that. Like, just live, y'all. Like, live your life to the fullest. What you got, D? Mm. Um, stay up, fathers. We need you. <laughs> also. Uh, Not just literally. Um, double standards are whack. Be who, be who you are. Um, death is what it is. There's nothing we can do about it. And Nicki Minaj belongs. Thank you. This has been talking the last. I don't give a fuck Check what they have to say. Apple, when Ray returns, when Ray YouTube. returns, he will agree with me. Ray will Ricky, not. Oh, we uh, are the, missing the Ray today. Supposed to be on there. Ahead, we didn't touch on Ray. Ray is uh, in the taste of Chicago, living his best life right now. Probably with Nicki Minaj. No, he's not. Because she's, not she's one of the greatest that artists been of the last that. 15 years. Y'all can leave the set all you want to. This is Talking Black, all right? Starring Donnie is so fly and Nicki fucking Minaj. That's what it is. That's how we're going to go. Pills and potions. Like, subscribe. What else we got to say, bitch? Talking Black Podcast. Freedom. Freedom over fame. Talking black podcast. Freedom over cycle stays the same. Talking black podcast.